Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It hits the rim, and it bounces outside. Thunder turnaround shot! Seats for Soldiers win, and the biggest, statistically speaking, comeback of the year from down by 16 to win it. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Courtesy of the call goes to our friends at Valley Sports. The Mavericks come back to beat the Magic last night, 131-129, behind a 45-point, like, nine-rebound, like, 38-assist game from Luka Doncic, uh, following a 73-point game this past Friday. He's uh, obviously playing great basketball right now. Maybe he could steal the MVP from Joel Embiid if Embiid, like, you know, can't can't play in the games. Uh, our good friend and Philadelphia 76er superfan, Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noops, will join us in just a second to talk all things betting on the NBA. But 20 minutes from now, uh, maybe we'll talk about the uh, the broadcast from Sunday. Maybe not. We'll see. We also have like a bunch of time next hour. And we will give you early thoughts, or I will at least. Ken gave them yesterday on the show I was off for Super Bowl 58. We'll bandy it about. Side total. I've got some prop bets that I like as well coming up for the— uh, for the Super Bowl, maybe get some golf thoughts as well for the tournament coming up uh, from Pebble Beach with our friend Tyler Morales and all our bets for tonight uh, at the end of the show. But joining us right now to talk some betting on the NBA, no shortage of topics, is our good friend Alex Christensen, of course, better known to you and yours as Noobs. The Noobster is on Twitter at underscore Noobs, which you know is spoon backwards with an underscore. Uh, does great work for our friends over at FTN and Bets US uh, doing NBA uh betting coverage for them, and he's the host of the show, Hoops with Noobs. Whoever named that show, just my opinion, deserves a raise. Noobs, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Nick and Ken, how's it going? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. You know, I guess I should be upset that we're back to negative Joel Embiid coverage where it's all about, is he going to play? Should he be playing more? I assure you, as someone that was in the car for a little bit today, that the Philadelphia Talk Radio has... The same level of nuance they do with most things, which is not much. So, uh, I, I, you know, if it be plays tonight, great. If he doesn't, I, I hope, honestly, I hope he doesn't. I'd rather have him rest, be done with this now, and get that knee healthy in time for postseason basketball. So people who are obviously listening to the show and not watching it, Noops is wearing a, a 76ers hat as well, 76ers fan. So I know you say like... Can, can, can he bend fan, the brim, by the way? Like Noops got the flat brim going on here. Like Noops, you look ridiculous, Noops. Bend the brim a little bit. That, you know, gotcha. fair, fair point. Yeah, give, give us a little, give us a little bend. Perfect. Just sits up too uh, high. My head's weirdly shaped. You, <laughs> fair point. You, uh, you gave us that like kind of <laughs> like as a fan. Like I, I want it to be done with. Like I wish we would just know. Okay, but as like a better, some people probably view this as like a tremendous opportunity because we we really have no idea whether he's going to play tonight. Whether he plays tonight or not 
it's not like the MVP race is done, like he's eliminated, but we're getting really close to that happening. And it puts a tremendous amount of importance on whether he just plays tonight in kind of like a meaningless regular season game for the two teams against the Golden State Warriors. Do you think he will play tonight? And as a better, you give us the fan thing. I want it to be done with. Let's just know. As a better, like what advice would you give people right now on how to bet MVP? It's just a really tough question at this point. I think they're just about done with road back-to-backs for this year. There's not many left on the schedule in general, and that's when it be generally misses time. I just think, again, you look at the fact, I believe he can only miss five or six games for the rest of the season. You think about how many games they have left and how much in general he misses. That just assumes he doesn't pick up some sort of other injury along the way, which, again, if you watch the Sixers, you pay attention. There generally is some sort of lingering injury, so... I think it's going to be just this painful race where we're going to be really close again unless something more serious happens and he has to miss a week. And, and I guess what I would say is if you have an Embiid ticket in your pocket at a nice number, I would try to balance things a little bit. Use that equity to go, you know, not really bet Jokic at even money, but maybe get yourself a little bit of Giannis at plus 800, looking at the odds from our friends here at BetMGM. Maybe get yourself a little bit of Shea. I don't know if plus 350 is that great of a number, but try to find some ways to maybe cover your Embiid stake with somebody else in an interesting way. If you don't have an Embiid ticket, you know, we're looking at plus 500. I know, uh, Ken, you grabbed some plus 900 about a week ago. That's a nice number. If that pops back up, I think that's, again, probably worth a small wager. Again, if you're somebody with some Jokic, I just think a lot of this comes down to what your portfolio looks like at this point. If you have bet nothing, I wouldn't tell you to bet Embiid. If you have a bunch of other bets, try to think about how Embiid possibly not qualifying affects what you've got in front of you. So, Noobs, uh, prisoner of the moment question here. Ken and I talked about this a little earlier because I don't know if you heard, but, you know, Luka Doncic is playing pretty well right now. Uh, I said Coach Jason Kidd comparing him to Michael Jordan after last night's game and saying that he is definitely better than Dirk Nowitzki, which may or may not be true, but it's a wild thing, I think, for Jason Kidd to say because, you know, he played with Dirk when they won an NBA championship beating the the Miami Heat in the first year for the Miami Heat Big Three. Uh, Any thought given to Luka Doncic at price right now for NBA Most Valuable Player? Luka is six at our show sponsor, BetMGM. If the answer is no, that's okay. But uh, I would like to ask you the question, good sir. Yeah, I think Luka Doncic could be better than Dirk Nowitzki, but he's got a long way to go. And part of it is figuring out how to do what Dirk figured out at one point. Never a great defensive player. Figured out how to position himself and make an impact on the floor. Just not be a negative. And if you listen to any coverage, all the talk about Luka Doncic from a lot of you know smarter guys that are really bigger basketball heads. Legler talked about it on the low post last week, and I've heard it a couple other places. He's great. He looks really fantastic on offense, but he stands and complains when he doesn't get calls when the ball is moving up the floor the other way he doesn't move he does not really make any effort it's a lot of the same stuff that people said about James Harden and again James Harden was able to win the MVP and probably should have won another MVP but at least at some point learned how to show effort or was able to cover that up with really truly fantastic numbers on a winning team the Mavericks are a winning team they're 26 and 21 but they're the seventh seed in the west they're not even guaranteed to be in the playoffs at this point so uh, for Luka to win MVP I think they have to somehow win that division fight for a top three seed and Luca's got to try on defense a little bit otherwise he's just going to get a lot of I think maybe second third fourth place votes but not enough to actually win noops there are obviously a bunch of other topics going on <clears throat> excuse me in the NBA besides besides the MVP race and you know you know this and I know you like keep a lot of data on all those stuff every season you kind of have these trends that just like become things last year I remember it was just if you bet against the Warriors on the road every game 
you just you like retired like it was just they just could not win a game on the road and the market was still pricing them like no they're gonna they're gonna do it like they're gonna be pretty good on the road i remember a bunch of friends just telling me like no no you literally just bet this like every game and it just works are there any things like that going they don't have to be as consistent maybe as i mean that was a crazy one last year home road a situational stuff just a team in general is there anything weird going on with the nba this year that fits that description well, I think the easiest fruit to pick off the tree of that question is the Atlanta Hawks are somehow the worst team against the spread in the league as a favorite, as an underdog, at home and on the road. It is just stunning <laughs> that any so just team the could be just all of so it. bad. <laughs> if you blindly bet, um, just double-checking the number here, every Atlanta Hawks spread, you'd be down 24 units this season. That is just incredible. And it, it makes every Hawks game now this huge uh, just sort of quandary of, is the rating finally low enough? Can the Hawks finally cover? Because if you go and look, they're covering first halves. They're coming out, playing a good quarter or two, and then just collapsing in on themselves like a dying star every night in these just incredible ways. So I think that really sticks out. I don't really know if it's a great angle to keep playing, but it's something to pay attention to. My favorite angle, though, for the year has been the Knicks and the Thunder against bad teams take the bad team's team total under. Both of those teams play at a high level of effort. They don't play down to their competition. They have depth. They really push hard in those games. And really when they blow teams out, it's from defensive effort. So Thunder and Knicks, anytime they're playing a bad team, your Washingtons, your San Antonios, your Charlottes at this point, Portland, team total under for them. About collapsing onto themselves like a, like a dying star. I, I just want to say that I I. I thought that was pretty good from our from our friend Noobs. Uh, Alex Christensen, by the way, Nick's host the Jazz tonight for whatever that's worth. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Tuesday. We are talking the NBA with our friend Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noobs, on Twitter at underscore, you know, Noobs. Uh, may I let Ken ask you about your old buddy Glenn and the Milwaukee Bucks coming up here in a second? But uh, I'm fascinated to get your answer to this question, Noobs. Uh, Ken and I were talking about this a little earlier, and— Look, I would love for it to be for my Knicks to be the answer to the question, but it doesn't have to be. Once we get outside the big three in the Eastern Conference, I'm going to give you four teams in the East. You have to pick one to ride to the finish potentially in the Eastern Conference, and that would be my Knicks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who were like awesome and are about to get Darius Garland back and just got Evan Mobley back, the Indiana Pacers, or the Miami Heat, who I would say are dead. But we've been calling them the zombie heat basically for like 20 years now. And who knows when they can come back to life. Pick one of those teams if you had to take one to hit your wagon to outside of the big three in the Eastern Conference. So I think I can cross Indiana and Cleveland off the list pretty quickly. I, maybe Halliburton will be healthy and this will all come together for Indiana in this magical way. And there'll be this terrifying, fast, small ball team. But I just don't see it. And I don't know if in a playoff series uh, they're going to be able to do that against smart coaches that have time to plan and defend against that. Cleveland, as good as Donovan Mitchell's been, they have not been a quality team with all four of those guys together. It just doesn't seem to fit. Evan Mobley has really stagnated. He has not gotten better. He is a non-shooter at this point, which is something this team has realized. They need shooters on the floor around Mitchell to make this all work. So I just don't think those teams have what it takes. I have money on the Heat to win the East. I made that bet about a week ago. Since then, they've lost, I think, three or four games in a row in pretty embarrassing fashion. And it's one of those things where maybe there's another move to be made. I really don't think they have the assets to make another trade, but it's Miami. They figure this stuff out. If they could go into the playoffs healthy with the team they have, I think they're scary, but 
give me your Knicks. Your Knicks have been playing really, really great basketball. I think that they're a more talented team than Miami is. I think Thibodeau probably loses that coaching battle with Spolster in a way that's meaningful. But if those two play in a series, it's going to be interesting. The Knicks are not afraid of Miami. Uh, you guys are playing incredible defense. You have shooting. A little concern maybe about depth. That 7th, 8th, ninth spot isn't as good as it was since you had to do that two for one. But I think the Knicks out of those four teams right now have the best chance of winning a couple playoff series unless Miami somehow wakes up from this funk they're in. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's crazy. It's just people are like, wait, really? The Knicks are going to win? Just like play it out. And every series you encounter, you'll be like, yeah, actually, okay, yeah, like that actually kind of makes a lot of sense. Philly with Embiid's health, the Celtics with Missoula, and like they have been, like last year's Celtics, this was kind of true, but like look at them against quality competition this year. Like look at how the fourth quarters go in those games, some of those games. It's a disaster. <laughs> like it's not good. And Missoula is kind of getting like thrown under the bus a little bit now for that. Anyway, the other team that the Knicks could play where you'd be like, oh, maybe, like maybe it could happen. We did Philly, we did Boston, is Milwaukee. And again, you play it out the same way. Maybe it's maybe with Adrian Griffin as the coach, Noops, it was just like, oh no, the Knicks like will beat Milwaukee if Adrian Griffin is the head coach. And now I guess, I guess you would call that into question. Doc Rivers' debut, as you call him, Glenn debuts last night as the head coach was like His sitting up in the stands Glenn. for a couple games. Yeah, right. and uh, and now now the coach of the team they lose to Denver. Like I don't know if we learned anything, but does that change how you feel about like how'd you feel with Griffin? Does this really change anything for you? Let's say in about a minute. If the Bucks can win a championship with Mike Budenholzer, maybe they can win a championship with Glenn Rivers, which I think is the nicest thing I've said about Glenn Rivers in probably two and a half years. Um, this Bucks team definitely needed to make a change. It's still Giannis. Giannis is still arguably the best player on the planet on any particular night. Dame Lillard is starting to figure it out. And at the very least, Glenn Rivers is going to be simple enough on offense to go, you know, maybe we should just run pick and roll with these two dudes. 50 times a game instead of how little they're running it now. So I think Milwaukee is, you know, solidified as kind of, you know, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, as, you know, Nikki said, that's your top three. And I think bringing Glenn Rivers in really just solidifies and takes away a lot of the doubt I had about how bad Milwaukee and disorganized Milwaukee looked to start the season. Yeah, I just, I know like they lost last night. I don't know. I, I came away feeling like a lot better about the, but not that I think they're going to win, but I think you feel a lot better about them. Are they, they're going to play defense. They can play defense. Wow. What, right. a, what a thought. Uh, Noobs, let's close with this. Uh, we have about a minute for the answer here. Uh, about what, five games in the NBA tonight? Anything tickling your old bed and fancy for tonight? Yeah, looking through, the full game markets are really tough. That Sixers-Warriors game you have to throw out because we don't know what Embiid's doing. Uh, you're the, in the Lakers-Hawks games, just two terrible options there. I think your Knicks can really beat up on the Jazz, but you sort of hinted at the Jazz possibly being a bad team. They are not. They're pretty good. I think that's going to be a fun matchup. Someone's been betting the under all day like they have the score, but like the over there, Pacers-Celtics, I will bet the Pacers if we get Miles Turner on the floor. And then my favorite bet of the group, the Chicago Bulls. I played them at minus six. They're minus six and a half right now going up against the Toronto's Raptors team that is just basically out of basketball players at this point they've traded away Siakam they've traded away Precious they've traded away Ananobi Emmanuel quickly is out tonight um, RJ Barrett's out tonight apparently Michael Porter Jr. has a brother and he's going to be playing 19 20 minutes tonight for the Toronto Raptors that's, that's just kind of where we are Chicago's a better team top to bottom they're good at home I like the Bulls to win this game pretty comfortably so uh, I bet it at six I'm looking at six and a half from our friends at BetMGM right now that sounds great uh apparently it's a john tay porter i was gonna say like otto or terry was gonna be my guess i've been saying Jaden all day 
But they call him Doc. Uh, noobs in five seconds. Who scores the first touchdown to Super Bowl 58? Travis Kelsey. Oh, man. I gotta Please, tell you, everybody. Man. Please. Like, and and uh, listen, Noobs pumps that content down. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yes. Also, I think a lot of people are going to bet the Chiefs for that. I want it on record somewhere once. All right. So uh, so Noobs pumps out that content. So Noobs will give out a bunch of first touchdown stuff over the course of the next week. Um, at underscore Noobs on Twitter. FTN bets US, my friend. Stay well. Enjoy the games. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, gentlemen. Always love talking to you. Be back as soon as I can. All right. The gift. All right. We'll talk Love to you. The great, the great Alex Christians are joining us here on You Better You Bet. Coming up next, uh, you know, maybe we'll talk about the uh, the broadcast from Sunday, but we will attempt to give you some thoughts on the game that will be played uh, in a couple weeks with uh, the Niners and the Chiefs. You might have heard of it. It's, uh, you know, called the Super Bowl. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.